Hey Blackbirds, it's Sarah here, back with another mini-sode for the month of January, because January is also National Stalking Awareness Month. And all the information I'm going to talk about in today's mini-sode is available at stalkingawareness.org. So I'm going to explain a little bit about what Stalking Awareness Month is, some statistics about stalking, as well as what to look for if you feel like you may be a victim of stalking. So January 2021 is the 17th annual National Stalking Awareness Month which is an annual call to action to recognize and respond to the serious crime of stalking. Now, stalking is a crime in all 50 states. The level that it goes to in each state is different depending on which state you are in. But I know that a lot of us probably feel as though it is not taken as seriously as it should be in most jurisdictions. And that's the unfortunate part about stalking um, in in the, the legal system, I should say. If you feel like in your jurisdiction, the laws surrounding stalking are not strict enough, you can always speak to your local politicians, you can go to your legislation and try to lobby for stricter stalking laws. Most states need stricter laws. um, So it's always a good thing to, you know, maybe form a group, find like-minded people who are also involved in in this kind of advocacy and um, and go forth to your your local politicians and, and discuss why you feel it's necessary to make more stringent laws surrounding stalking. So what is stalking? Stalking is defined as a pattern of behavior directed at a person that would cause a reasonable person to feel fear. And this is directed at a specific person. So according to the stalkingawareness.org FAQs, they give a little rundown of what those terms mean within that definition. So how many incidents make a pattern? Two or more. So a pattern is defined as something that happens more than once. So two or more incidents make a pattern. However, of course, the definition varies from state to state within those states' laws. So you have to make sure that you're looking at your state's laws to understand what a pattern encompasses within your jurisdiction. And what types of behaviors are considered stalking? Stalkers use a variety of tactics and behaviors in order to stalk their victims. They can include, but are not limited to this list. Um, unwanted contact, including phone calls, texts, and contact via social media, unwanted gifts, 
showing up or approaching an individual or their family or friends, monitoring, surveillance, property damage, and threats. Who is a specific person? What does that term mean? Stalking is typically directed at a specific person who is considered the victim. However, stalkers often contact the victim's family, friends, and or co-workers as part of their pattern of behavior. So if their target is one person, that specific person, they may go to their immediate circle in order to contact them or harass or send gifts to or threaten anything that's involving that immediate circle of family, friends, or possibly even co-workers. And as I said, that definition also involves the word fear. So many stalkers' behaviors seem innocuous or even desirable to outsiders, for example, sending expensive gifts. And the stalker's actions don't seem scary and or are hard to explain. But if you, the victim, is fearful you may become angry, frustrated, hopeless, or have the emotion of despair. That's considered fear. That's your fear. Your fear may be different than someone else's fear. So a lot of times in the, in, you know, media, um, in movies and TV, we see an attractive person who is doing these things that would be considered stalking. But because they're an attractive person, people don't believe that it is stalking. However, if that person were unattractive, people would consider it to be stalking. So we have to take into consideration what the victim is feeling at the time. Um, Even if an attractive person is doing these things, it does not mean that it's right. All right, so let's get into some statistics about stalking. An estimated 6 to 7.5 million people are stalked in one year in the United States. And that encompasses nearly one in six women and one in 17 men who have experienced stalking at some point in their lifetime. About half of all victims of stalking indicated that they were stalked before the age of 25, and people aged 18 to 24 have the highest rate of being a victim of stalking. Almost half of stalking victims experience at least one unwanted contact per week. 11% of stalking victims have been stalked for five years or more. And actually today on our Psyche Saturday, Dan and I are going to discuss um, briefly a stalking case that involved stalking for more than five years. It's actually still currently happening. One in four victims report being stalked through the use of some form of technology, such as email or instant messaging. So technology has kind of made it a little bit easier for for people to be stalked, unfortunately. You know, there's always good and bad 
with new products, with new inventions, and uh, with social media, it's become quite easy to to find somebody and to bombard them with with messages or pictures or the like. So what do we see is the impact on victims of stalking? 46% fear not knowing what will happen next. 29% fear the stalking will never stop. One in eight employed stalking victims lose time from work, and more than half lose five days of work or more. And one in seven stalking victims move as a result of their victimization. And now what do we see when it comes to the offenders themselves? Two thirds of stalkers pursue their victims at least once per week, many daily, using more than one type of tactic. 78% of stalkers use more than one means of approach. Almost one third of stalkers have stalked before. And intimate partner stalkers frequently approach their targets and their behaviors escalate quickly. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about stalking as it's related to intimate partner violence. The majority of stalking victims are stalked by someone they know, and many victims are stalked by a current or former intimate partner or by an acquaintance. 74% of those stalked by a former intimate partner reported violence and or coercive control during the relationship. 31% of women stalked by an intimate partner were also sexually assaulted. 46% of victims experienced one or more violent incidents by their stalker. And 57% of stalking victims were actually stalked during their relationship. 76% of intimate partner femicide victims, so that's the murder of a female, have been stalked by their intimate partner. 67% had been physically abused by their intimate partner. 89% of femicide victims who had been physically assaulted had also been stalked in the 12 months prior to their murder. 79% of abused femicide victims reported being stalked during the same period that they were abused. And 54% of femicide victims reported stalking to police before they were killed by their stalkers. So over half will report just before they are actually killed by their partners. That's devastating. It's devastating that the laws, again, are not more strict and cannot handle these situations 
more rapidly and more stringently. We need tougher laws for stalking. We're, we, we see all too often, as, as we just saw in these numbers, it escalates to potential sexual assault and potential murder quickly, easily, and by somebody that they were in an intimate relationship with. The signs are there. Why can't we do something about it? So again, I implore you all to speak to your legislators, speak to your your politicians, try to lobby to get much more strict laws handling stalking situations. So the stalkingawareness.org website has a section for stalking and harassment assessment and risk profile called SHARP. And what this does is it um, assesses basically your situation if you believe that you are a victim of stalking and lets you know if, um, you know, the red flags and, and how severe the, the situation is for you and to assess what's happening in your life. So they recommend that if you are experiencing stalking, um, it's encouraged to work with a victim service provider and complete the assessment with that provider and um, in order to develop safety strategies, um, you know, a safety plan maybe if you are still currently with that person or if you are not, how to safely remove yourself from the situation or to potentially get um, protection orders or something more serious than a protection order. So you should really try to use that tool. And of course, I'm going to um, put all of this stuff in the show notes. So you'll you'll have these links and everything. Their website also provides information and resources if you feel like you are a victim of stalking. So if it is an emergent situation, and we say this all the time, please, please, please call 911. You do not want to continue being in in an emergency situation where harm may be caused or continue to be caused. So please, 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 if it is an emergency, call 911. If it is not an emergency situation and you want to speak to somebody and get more information about what you can do to follow up with this type of situation. You can call the Victim Connect Resource Center at 855-4-VICTIM. You can also call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. And you can also call RAIN, which is the National Sexual Assault Hotline, at 1-800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E. And of course, I will link those as well. And you can always go to stalkingawareness.org to find out more information about what stalking is, where resources are, how to tell if you are in a stalking situation, and where to look to get out of your stalking situation. Stalking is a serious crime. It makes people completely fearful for their lives, for their families' lives, their friends' lives. 
as we saw in these statistics, it has made people move. It, it could potentially make people lose their jobs. It can cause serious mental health issues like PTSD, depression, possibly even suicide. And it can lead to the assault and or murder of a victim. It needs to be taken more seriously. And we really, really need to get to our legislators to explain why it does need to be taken more seriously and why these laws need to be much more strict. The laws need to be more strict. The sentencing needs to be more strict. We really need to get to the root of the problem, figure out how we can help these victims in a real way and how to get these stalkers off the streets so they cannot harm anybody further. So that's it for today's mini-sode on National Stalking Awareness Month. I hope that you learned some new information. We will, of course, be bringing you a brand new Psyche Saturday today. And as I mentioned, we will be relating it to Stalking Awareness Month. So we will be discussing briefly a case about stalking within that episode. So Dan and I will be heard by you later today. Thanks, Blackbirds.